I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. Hey, you guys. Happy Monday and good morning to you all. Obviously, because of last week being a short week, we have a totally loaded episode for you guys today. Let's get started. Yep, so Georgia is on everyone's mind once again. We are just a day away from the Georgia state runoff elections, which will determine which party will control the U.S. Senate. And more than three million people have already voted in this runoff, which is an incredible turnout rate. And It's just set to be a super big deal. And as it is such an important moment for the history books, I thought we would start today's episode off with a little recap of these two races and what the possible outcomes could be so that as you watch these race results trickle in tomorrow evening, you can have a full understanding of what's going on. Let's jump in. So first of all, why are these runoffs happening now? Well, in the state of Georgia, you have to have over 50% of the votes to win a Senate seat. So when there's more than two candidates in the initial race, let's say there's an independent running, it can be a tough hill to climb to get over that 50% mark. And the two Senate races happening in Georgia had no candidates with over 50% on November 2nd, the actual election day. So now they are holding what's called a runoff where the two top candidates will compete for that 50% and any other candidates that were on the initial ballot drop off. So that's why we're having these runoffs now. So let's talk about who is running and what they're all about. Again, there are two Georgia Senate runoffs happening tomorrow. Let's walk through these two separate races. 
For the first race, we have Senator Kelly Loeffler and Reverend Raphael Warnock. So Senator Kelly Loeffler only has a title of senator because it was handed to her by Georgia Governor Brian Kemp after another Georgia senator was forced to resign. She is a co-owner of the WNBA team, the Atlanta Dream. She's been an outspoken opponent of BLM and a loud supporter of President Trump's. Her opponent, however, is a black man by the name of Reverend Warnock, who is the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, where civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. once preached. He has pushed for voter rights in the state of Georgia alongside Stacey Abrams and is obviously a symbol of the rich black culture in Atlanta that has been a large component of turning the state blue in this past year. But for the second race going on, we have Senator David Perdue versus John Ossoff. Old versus young, old versus new, this race is largely divided by age. The young and energetic John Ossoff has garnered a ton of national support. He's a good-looking former journalist, but he's green and he's progressive in a state that just flipped blue for the first time in 30 years. And Senator Perdue, he represents the old regime, the way things have been done. He was the CEO of Reebok before becoming a senator in 2015. He's a classic. He's a Trump loyalist. But he does face some major PR issues alongside Kelly Loeffler from the first race we talked about. So he basically was caught up in that scandal about insider stock stock like trading before the crash having to do with COVID. So he got insider information due to his position of power in the Senate and basically profited on it or protected his investments from losses that the public did not know were coming. He didn't do much to protect the American people from coronavirus speeding towards them other than protecting his own pocketbook. Many people have taken issue with this, and Kelly Loeffler was involved with this as well. Should he lose tomorrow, his relationship to President Trump and his stock activity would likely have more to do with it than John Ossoff's qualifications. So why are these two races so important, and what are the possible outcomes? Okay, to understand this, I first want to tell you guys where we currently stand in terms of the numbers for the Senate. So back to civics class for a second. There are two reps for the Senate for every state, right? With 50 states, that makes for 100 seats because each state has two. So obviously, to have the upper hand with 100 seats, you have to have 51 for your party, at least. However, there are two kind of important exceptions to this or things that make it a little more complicated. Number one, independents can hold seats, but they do tend to vote blue when it comes to legislation. So they're kind of counted towards the Democrats. And number two, 
the vice president can be sent down on behalf of the president and their administration in order to be a tiebreaker in votes. It's not something that's done often, but it can be done. Currently, for 2021, the Senate already has 50 Republicans in it. So these are the two outstanding sort of up for grab seats. So if both these seats go red, Republicans maintain control of the Senate, period. However, if these seats were to both go blue, it would be 50 Republicans against 48 Democrats and two independents who vote blue. So basically, it would be split right down the middle. But the vice president, Kamala Harris, could be sent down to put things over the edge. So ultimately, the Democrats would have voting control at the end of the day. But if these two races are split, one goes blue and one goes red, Republicans would maintain a narrow lead of one person with Kamala counted towards the Democrats. It's been tense, to say the least, and all eyes are on Georgia. Georgia is on everyone's mind, even the president's. But the Republican candidates in these races have actually been kind of distancing themselves from the president somewhat. For example, Kelly Loeffler calls her campaign efforts in December the, quote, firewall tour, which suggests that her camp has accepted Joe Biden would win because they seek to create a firewall between him and controlling all of Congress. Additionally, neither candidate has joined the efforts in Congress to overturn the election results electorally. More on this in a little bit. And President Trump even called them out for this on Twitter by retweeting a post saying, quote, why are my own hashtag GA senators, Kay Loeffler and Purdue Senate, not supporting this effort, end quote. It's been awkward because while the president tries his best to say that the Georgia election specifically were fake and invalid, Two important campaigns are still underway there, and they need to win through those same election booths, machines, and people. So it's put the Republican candidates in a tough position where they want to criticize how the election went down, but not to the point where it makes their supporters not want to participate in what they claim is a rigged, flawed system. But that's not the only awkward situation regarding Trump and the state of Georgia. Now, I for sure have the tea for you guys um, when it comes to this. So this past week, the Washington Post got its hot little hands on a super awkward conversation between President Trump and the Republican Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, where President Trump blatantly pressures him to say he, quote, miscounted. I'll play a clip of the tape for you guys and put a link to it in our show notes here. It's painful, dude. Get ready. We have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's, there's nothing wrong with, with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having, the, having a correct, the people of Georgia are angry. 
And these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Now, do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's illegal. No, Ryan, Germany. No, Dominion is not. Um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having well, but no, but, but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. Are you sure, Ryan? I'm sure. Dude, that is so bad. And that's only a tiny part of it. And he honestly puts a lot more pressure on Brad later in the recording, saying that things aren't going to be good for him if this doesn't happen. He might not be safe. Yeah. But we don't have the, pl- the time to play all of that. And I thought this part of the clip was important. It's the beginning of what they shared. And I think it's important because it shows that, you know, President Trump isn't afraid to put pressure with absolutely no real reasoning. He's saying these are rumors and you should change it based on rumors. And, you know, again, I think this is somebody who has exhausted all of his legal options through an actual court system. And these are his last cards that he's playing, such as bullying members of his own party at no avail. You know, these are people who are on his side, on his team in a very partisan time. And they're telling him blatantly, you are wrong. We are sure. (laughs) But now we're also seeing Vice President Mike Pence changing his tune when it comes to a last stand in Congress this coming Wednesday. So I wanted to go ahead and apologize to you guys. There's just a lot going on right now. So we are going to have sort of an extra long episode today so that I can cover a few more important headlines for you guys. Um, I'm going to tell you this story real quick, and then we're going to um, just sort of run through some headlines that I think are important for you guys to be aware of. First off, um, you know, like we said, um, Mr. Goody Two Shoes, would he support a rogue effort to reinstall Trump as president despite the will of the people. It's really hard to imagine someone as squeaky clean as Mike Pence joining an effort like this, slippery at its best. And initially, the clean-cut Mr. Vice President actually declined to take part in this event. But he has since changed his tune. And basically what's going on if you guys haven't caught it in previous News Du Jour episodes, is basically a few members of the House and now of the Senate as well have decided to take a last stand. And basically, Congress meets to verify and vote on the election results every single time there's a presidential election. 
Most of the time, this is a formality and we know the election results election night or the day after. Um, and those are pretty much just what goes down. There's no, you know, sort of drama after that. It's just doing their due diligence. However, as we know, this president is fighting tooth and nail to stay in the White House and is trying to use this as an opportunity to do so. And basically, these these members who have gone rogue have said that they're going to vote against President Biden. And what happens when that happens is they are basically given a chance to make their case um, in front of each body of Congress, the House or the Senate, respectively, and basically say why they don't think that their body of government should approve Biden as president and they'll give their evidence, they make their case, and then there'll be a debate um, on this topic. If anyone has questions, they can ask them at that time. And then that body will vote basically the same. So the reason I call this a rogue situation is just because it does not hardly ever it's happened before Democrats have done it before um, in Bush versus Gore but it doesn't garner results because pretty much everyone else has already decided that they're going to follow the will of the people and so you know that's typically what happens every time now could something different happen yes people could be like persuaded by what they say and are like you know what I'm gonna vote with you and I'm gonna vote against President Biden and not not verify his election, but more than likely it will go the way it's supposed to go. Anyway, in addition to all of this, um, if you remember from last week, we discussed how there was a lawsuit against Mike Pence kind of forcing him to participate in this. And that lawsuit was dismissed by a judge. So there's no legal basis with which Republicans can force President or uh, Vice President Mike Pence to participate in this. But he has begrudgingly decided to participate because he's actually the person who oversees all of this. So (laughs) that's kind of awkward. But anyway, we'll see what goes down with it. Again, it's happening on Wednesday. So keep your eyes trained on this because it will be eventful regardless of what happens. And then those few quick stories I wanted to tell you guys about. Um, (laughs) The first one I thought was really funny. So this meteorologist has actually issued a PSA on TikTok. They have a TikTok account and they said, do not eat icicles. And this I found really fascinating because actually I love to eat icicles. And I was taught as a kid that that's perfectly fine to do. But... (laughs) It was kind of a duh moment reading this. And I haven't done it in years, obviously. But it was kind of a duh moment reading it because he's like, do you know what's on your roof? Bird poop. Bird poop and dirt and, you know, bird nests, but a lot of bird poop. So you're basically eating bird poop and pee whenever you lick an icicle. And that is enough to put me off of it forever. I thought that was funny. But his TikTok video they put out on the subject went viral. Um, And then I wanted to also let you guys know that India approved the AstraZeneca vaccine. So this is great news because as a developing country and a very, very populated one, they have especially struggled with coronavirus, as you guys know. And so it's good that the cheapest vaccine option will be starting to distribute there. And then also a pharmacy tech has actually been fired over deliberately removing 
500 plus vaccines from the freezer to purposefully render them useless. So that was a really unfortunate story. And if you want more of the backstory on that, definitely Google it. Um, There's a lot about it online. And then I also wanted to let you guys know that the Senate did actually rebuke uh, the president's veto by overriding it um, to do with the military bill, which, you know, I covered this a lot in the past few weeks and this was expected, but it is just a huge slap in the face to the Trump administration who spoke out heavily against the bill, but it passed with the overwhelming majority Then they vetoed it and that veto was overwritten. So that's kind of, again, maybe they're doing it because he's an outgoing president. He's no longer really a threat, but it's it, it's not a good look. And that is the news du jour. Again, I apologize for a long episode. Some of you guys like long episodes, so I hope it made some of you guys happy. But I wanted to cover all of that because it's all super important. And I hope you guys uh, have a great rest of your Monday. And today I wanted to leave you guys with this quote. You may have a fresh start at any moment you choose. For this thing that we call failure is not the falling down, but the staying down. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfree media, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our sugar-free media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh...